0: G'day punters, welcome to the deep dive, or at least it's still known as the deep dive at the moment. We could end up with about four different shows here on the mailbag with no names. If you've got a suggestion for what the deep dive could be called, let us know. I like the word narked because it means like when you've been diving for too long and you get too much nitrogen in your system, you end up becoming narked, which I think is just an appropriate name for racing because racing is full of narks, us included. Have a go when you're close. Uh, We're going to start by going straight into the Rupert Clark, behemoth, absolute beast mode, completely wrecked the field. But the race was probably a bit messy, I think it's fair to say. And if you're on Superstorm like I was, you're probably still just trying to work out how it didn't get a split at some point and make a big, big claim at the end. But, again, we'll we'll pass it straight on to Jack Dickens, who can just talk us through. Because he had a couple of different bets in this race, didn't he? Yeah,
1: back... um Banco, Banquo, Age of Chivalry, and Windstorm.
0: Superstorm. Don't uh, Superstorm, get your storms mixed
1: up. Superstorm, sorry. Been a long day. Um, Superstorm, yeah. Pete, what, you said spot on. Learned nothing. Wasn't tested. Never mm-hmm. tested. Um, Eaton Cascadian, total ignores runs. Uh, Cascadian, sort of, I've had enough of it. That's like the third time in a row it sort of couldn't win. Um, and I don't think it's any fault of, of volleys. like it just doesn't got enough speed for a yeah. like, field just always like nah. Um finally copped a good ride from D-Lane here on Saturday Age of chivalry then the horse went no good after he like gave Divine Deosa in race one less than none and then when the data came through less than less than none um, reverted over 13 lengths slower than it went the previous start. Cheers, Damien. Uh, but did he, don't know if it's true, that he like almost fainted post-race one from from wasting so much currently, which, I don't know, If he did. I sort of feel sorry for him, but at the same time, it's his job, and he didn't do it very well on Saturday. So. Um, but it's a great ride, Age of Chivalry. Madame Rouge and Pretty Brazen went enormous, but not suited. And probably the run of the race, which has just grabbed me up so much. And I don't know, I see what Josh says here, but is probably the run of the race. And like, heck, what's Uncle Lindsay doing? I don't know. Behemoth is a beast, dollar for dollar brave like it was last year. Akhenar's star, I think, blessed. I think Tagaloa went good, really good. Three wide cast, bad ride, Walker. Um, but I think Rejovic Maybe Pretty Brazen and Madame Rouge are the t- three to follow. Madame Rouge and Pretty Brazen can go back to Mare's, I think, can't they?
0: Gosh, that makes sense.
2: Yeah, there's a there's a Mare's race coming up. Uh, over 1,400 at Flemington. The name escapes me, but I think that's in a couple of weeks. I'm guessing Waller will take it to there. Although I did think that he might do a drop back to 1,200. Uh, but, yeah, that was the one to follow for me out of the race, I thought uh Reykjavik, I always thought it needed a soft track but clearly not uh went super huge run uh Cascadian. I don't know what happened with the, in the run but I remember seeing it and I wanted to back it but then I said it's not going to get any closer the pace was on here it was sort of like midfield I thought it was much closer than it was usually and I was I was filthy in the run because I thought it was just going to sneak through and then once you see it uh across the line uh I don't know how but the stewards this is not this is not a, a shot at the j- jockeys, uh, but this is more so the stewards have questioned Mandela effect. Oh, it's all they the didn't, time? The stewards reported
1: all this race.
2: They didn't question Cascadian, which has done the same thing. Like they, for me, they're the same run, and like it was like why it wasn't tested across the line for Mandela effect. Knew it gave a legit response because he was racing on heels. Like, Cascading's the same and what's behind it. But, like, you've got to sort of be consistent. Like, they're both on heels. Or just don't ask the question. Like, it's just obvious you're not going to get an inside run uh, in these big fields.
1: What do you, uh, you think of Willow just shifting out top of the straight, which has taken out a number of horses that were building momentum? It's not even in the shield yeah. support.
2: Yeah, I thought it was... I thought he well, might it's get a through, a brave, like,
1: weeks
2: yeah, for it. Yeah, it's a brave ride, but, yeah, some, some certain races, certain jocks would get done for that. And you sort of just gets out, it's, you know, it's sort of careless and didn't look great. It's always Uh,
1: a a bit of a joke like what you go, like, you go to bed on a Saturday night, you go to bed on Friday night, dreaming about the runs that you hope the horse is going to get that you want to back. You go to bed Saturday night thinking about the mistakes you made and what you can do better and blah, blah, blah. Then just to get yourself to sleep, I read the Shields report, and some of the shit in there this weekend is just all the time. The Mandela effect thing's spot on. In race uh, two maybe, they've questioned Mellum for not pushing it, race three, the Muntasira race. They've questioned Mellon for not shoving out onto Oliver on Valaquenta. Like, they could have fallen over, but they, they've questioned him for not taking the run.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's inconsistent. Um, it was chaotic, I thought, the the Rupert Clark, uh, when I watched it back. I didn't realise that in the run. I thought uh, I thought dollar for dollar was only going to pinch it. Super training effort, because that's, kind of, that's a super run for me. Uh, it's probably, you know, it's peaked off the the quick backup, Tony McAvoy. They've done it again, almost pinched. I think that's twice. They the did last, last year. TS ratings, yeah. I think, found it both TS years. Ratings so all done, all over it. Yeah, TS more. ratings. Uh, I, I did see he laid something on the weekend, so condolences to him. Uh, but good to have it a go. Uh, yeah, but anyway, out of the race, I thought, like you, I thought, take a look, huge. I didn't like it pre race, but I think it's a genuine horse. And I don't think the horse the horse was underwriting it like early in the race. And that's just the, the way that the horse is. I thought, Oh, it's gone here. And it just held its ground super for, you know, it's only lost a little bit on the, on the overall field here. And it was super through the line for being three wide. Yeah. Well, the, Michael Walker was like, Michael Walker, well, like just put it forward. It was a fast pace, which is unlucky for it. Like it was never going to be in the top three off a of fast pace that wide, but just put it in the race. And he's, he's done well. Got it across in you know six places, so you'd be happy with that.
1: The play punters, you know, like saw it for turn. You thought can't win, gap it, but it stuck on. But that's how. You shouldn't it be doing that. on the TV because you're five seconds behind. Do not get in play after that corner. But it did look gone. It just kept finding. It's a tough little hole That's how.
2: That's how it won the the blue diamond. It was three wide, no cover. Um, mm. Obviously, more of a leaders track than Saturday, but um, and it was underwriting early. Um, Yeah, just a pretty tough horse, when you ask me. It hasn't hasn't had much luck being wide in the run.
0: All right, let's move on to the the Foundation Cup. And they've gone very fast here. They've gone very fast in the class. They've gone very fast on the all-adjusted figure as well. Order of the Garter was just in the perfect spot and has produced a monster figure. From memory, it was the best of the day. Dickens. Any, any, more?
1: I think this is why he's the best. Like, he's in ten early. Not only put his horse in the right spot, but it ruined Doctor Drill, who was maybe second favourite. Um, I also think back back to Willow. He he got pretty like, lucky in the Rupert Clark. Like, if he doesn't sort of get, if he gets held in there, he doesn't get that run. He sort of got pushed one or two pairs further back than he would have wanted in the Rupert Clark, and he got. Cast here three wide Dr. Drill. You can ignore it, but Jesus was pretty weak still. Um, Auriga Beast, big win. God bless it. Thank you. Needed it. Um, Shapada, Josh. What well, it's, it's gone fucking enormous,
2: huge, huge run.
1: Um, we back this thing, it, it, it had the pace on, it then. had the pace on though,
2: so it was sort of entitled to, but it's gone super, super first up run. Uh when Moroni's really not uh like I wouldn't consider him a first up trainer at all. Uh yeah. I don't know I don't know where it's going to is it maybe potentially a uh a cut scenario?
1: I don't know. No idea. Curl, you got any mail on the Moroni
3: cam? No mate, no mail here. Um can't be there. I do I do agree. Um Josh, though, it was, the speed was on for it, but it still had to, you know, chase that high speed and finish off, which it did, it ran well.
1: thought Steel Prince was enormous. Um, it might be going that same race that it almost, like, I think it got bobbed out of last year with Surprise Baby, or maybe it beat Surprise Baby.
3: It beat it, just.
1: Um, but I think the maybe the run of the race, which is just growing me right up, is Gallic Chieftain. Oh. It's gone fucking enormous. But I'm, I'm so great up because Polly Gray has been up forever. I think it had a little jump over the sticks. It, it was a three-wide cover run on this fast pace, and it's finished as good as anything. It's a proper performance. If you back Polly Gray and got beaten by Manhattan Days at Mooney Valley like a month ago, you're entitled to feel very, very sick.
3: Um,
1: yep. I, I, really like, adding, I think what about Supergirl is a really good run. Supergirl's a horse... With a, with a
2: nice amount of ability. Yeah. I think curls, what Curls are saying there in good health.
1: God, I this thought it was horse, super huge. This horse
2: has grown wings on a fast tempo, very fast pace. Uh, Five year old mayor Moody's got it. It's now one that listed come fourth in a group three after not doing a whole lot before that, you know, as a benchmark, what was it, benchmark 64 rater? Right? Uh,
1: it's performed yeah. a lot better than every other horse on the speed, except for the winner, too, in this race. Like, yeah, you know, Hacky's dropped off, block shot. Uh, think where Juice stopped pretty badly. So, but again, it just it just sort of grazed me up with what.
2: And what about, what about uh, Kinan? Those owners would be filthy that they haven't sold that,
1: I guess. But don't they have heaps?
0: Yeah, you can always probably. have
2: more though. Yeah, there's always more exponential growth. Uh, but
1: once I have, once I had enough, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't sell it. How many houses um, do you need?
3: Like all side of a sudden you're a jockey.
2: For sure, for
3: sure. I, I like, um, I like ASAP Rocky's take on money. If money hasn't changed you, you haven't got enough.
0: <laughs> Wisdom.
3: Always ASAP. <laughs> Curly. Always room.
0: <laughs> all right. Race nine. Uh, Liar went out a dominant favourite. And can we make excuses for it? That's probably the question. Or is it just gone <laughs> after one run?
2: Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the net. Uh, maybe, I don't know. What are they going to do for the spring? But I don't know. She probably needs some time off now. But I, I didn't think she was like all that bad. Uh, I thought she there was she, a she, she, excuse. she made ground. She made ground on it. I, yeah, I can't can't give too many excuses. It wasn't even tempo. You know, uh, winner was very good. I was heavily against this Felicia because I thought it was just and I just they
3: just,
2: and they correct, really just stopped
1: just the race before off a perfect run. So yeah, yeah maybe that fourth was so good. Oh, hang on, bang! It is. I was um, very
2: interested by the tactics change here on Broadway and fourth. I thought the horse was super for being changed, you know, change of tactics to be ridden that far forward. Usually it's cold. Usually it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. train station uh, rounding the bend, uh, which is which is how you got to ride some of these horses. But to change the tactics on it and it to let down like it did, I thought it was super. Um, so pretty good training effort first up there from, from Mitch. So it's in, a, in for a pretty good spring again. Fiesta, I thought it oh was a huge God. run. Like, this must be Waller's only first-up horse. Like, this thing just flies first-up. Um, so you're
1: saying wonderful. be careful second-up?
2: Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know what it does then off it's the It's going
0: first to be everyone's run, black book. But Six yeah. starts for three seconds is what it's done historically second-up. Uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't completely fall off if it. it finds the right race.
2: Uh, but Yeah, that escaped me, that one. Uh, that's what that's doing. Yeah, incredible. Bonds abroad hit the line well again. Missile mantra, doing the same old stuff.
3: Was uh, um, did you think Lyre was entitled to hit to finish off better late? Yeah, I
1: was. I gave away yeah.
3: my, my lead for the day
1: here. Launched at Liar, despite really respecting the winner. Complete fuck up. But um, watching the I, I hated the ride. Well, then I watched that. the replay. He's. It looked to me like he sort of knuckled, but they're saying in the steward's support it clipped heels. But then it sort of looked like he sort of gave up on it for a bit because he's trying to look after her, the way he rode through the middle section. It just wasn't close enough, I don't think. Um, but then you look at it, it, it has got through the line all right. It's got a genuine excuse. and it, it like We sent a huge bet, but we, we took like 270, say, and it started 250 in four minutes or 250 and it started like 228 or something like that. There's a strong case to be made if you're not, like, uh, mentally scarred, like I probably am, that this horse had excuses and had a dominant ft over these horses. It's just great. I'm great. Oh,
0: very great. Um, all right, race four, I think you guys wanted to talk about front page versus from within in terms of tactics up front. Who wants to go first?
2: I think it was an abomination. I think this horse is, like... <laughs> I think it should be ridden like Pippi. Uh leaders' own pace. But after consulting King of Queensland up there, uh, I didn't realise From Within did have so much speed under it. Um, you know, it's led at some pretty quick tempos. Um, and also one, so it's got quite a lot of tactical speed. But also was oh yeah, I was surprised to not see it. It just needs to lead on its own. I don't know, I a half pot a half potted German after the race. I didn't. I didn't back it, but I just thought um, it needs to be on its own in its own lead. Does this um, horse have a
3: slot in some in a race
2: in that? Isn't it is the Is that right? Um, yeah, I don't know.
3: Got
2: sport a, a ticket. One of those five-dollar tickets. Um, how it works.
3: I think you know. I think these. I just. I think that these these races that are locked in and programmed a long way out have an effect on intent, on runs leading up to. You could even use the other I word there. No, that's my vocabulary covered.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's going to the Kosciuszko, and Lewis German's keen to ride it again. They say.
3: It's going to the Kosciuszko, and it's. I can't cross from within, so I might just grab hold here and just look after this horse a little bit.
1: I think, to be fair to Lewis, it's only gone quicker than this to the 600 once in its life, or once that I can see on its punting form data. At Flemington, it went 7.7 to the 6. It's gone 4.2 here. It's not a huge difference. Um, like, I don't know. Like, if these people who got obviously stuck into him got stuck into this horse, and I don't get it. Like It was very, very short for a horse that might not be... Hundred percent trying. He he he's a young rider who makes a lot of mistakes. Like if you think
3: this ride was bad, watch what did the Claris Cliss. I think the data said it's gone that bad. You know, like it won an off-season yeah. listed race, and then this, and then it had yeah. more than Christmas time on it. It's still run. It's like he's it's got three three point
1: five lengths slower to the six hundred, but he's come home two point eight faster. Awesome's he ran got- a 12, 12 figure at Flemington. He's returned an eleven point three here. I just think, yeah,
2: the sit and sprint suited From Within more. Like I just think that the the pace, if he'd if he'd ridden it quick against From Within, he would have had that energy left. It like he could have killed From Within off much earlier than, you know, like he didn't. So I think he's just I think he just needed to ride it much quicker than he did. Uh, I just don't think the horse is like a sit and sprint type. Like I think it's like that burn along tactical speed type.
1: Yeah, but it, I think the way they went, they went
2: like 10.96, eight to the six, and then 11.52, six to the four. Yeah, it's, it's not done bad. That like,
1: shouldn't, look that shouldn't fl- suit either leader.
2: The Flemington run is what I'm talking about. Like, run it at least at some some decent tempo, and, you know, you're going to drop off in the last 200, not have a good figure in the last 200 against the race, but you've already burnt them off that it's almost impossible to run you down. Um, with the sections you've burnt early.
0: Just on from from within, it's produced five figures, five career figures of uh, a minus 12, so 12 lengths above. Uh, Two of those has been for Danny O'Brien. There's been two for AJ Edmonds. Uh, There's been one for Edward O'Rourke, but uh, the first trainer it was with was CJ Waller, who couldn't manage to get any of those career peak figures out of it. So uh, it's a horse that's been... Pretty consistent across the journey outside of its first prep. Interesting that.
1: I reckon this was a major, major error though. We should have been on this horse. Just real small, but it had, had been a huge, competitive figure.
2: Huge figure at Caulfield, tracking distance. Twenty eighteen in, in in the spring. So.
1: Thank you, Josh.
2: Just to nail at home. It's always good to review. This is this is why we review. We find these Harry hindsight's here, everyone.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I regret this and the liar plate from the day. I um I also thought like t Moore rode this horse real real well. I think mean, he needs some credit. Like he made it awkward for the kid. Yeah. I thought, I thought his ride on Shandy too. Going back to the staying race was outstanding. That was drawing the car park and he ended up sucking up the fence. Probably like didn't get a lot of luck still, but he gave a horse more chance than it would have had. Would have been sort of towing in behind Polly Gray.
0: Sure. Very nice. And look, we'll just touch on race one because it was a race with zero commission for the fair, and I guess it's probably too early to tell what impact, if any, it actually had on the day. There was a lot of sort of just noise from uh, various. What's a a nice term to use besides mouthpieces? Anyway, on Twitter leading up to it saying that, you know, how good is it for punting? Well, it's turned out to be the second lowest matched race on the day. And granted, it was a race where the favourite paid $5.90 or SP'd $5.90 in Divine Diosa, But I think there's still Um, a little bit of water to go under the bridge in terms of how much of an impact it has on the wagering market and whether or not it's as significant as, say, Increasing minimum bet laws and having them earlier. But anyway, Divine Diosa, do you want to touch on that, Dickens? You did earlier.
1: Well, I just would rather they put some like, liquid into their markets. It's a great, it's a greatest betting platform there is, but it's no good to you until you get close to the race. Um, Truth time is when it's good for. Yeah, real last, late, which, which last, three, last three minutes. Exactly right. And that's why I'm confused mm. what happened here because there was no change of tactics. My male loser stable had no idea. The market came for it. We took, I think we took $7 five minutes before it raced. They jumped. It started what, Peter? 580? Devon Deosa? Uh,
0: 590, yep.
1: Like, big go. Horse that normally settles in the first two or three horses in a race. They have gone so fucking slow here. They're just, it, I can't figure out what is, why is D lane he jumped with them and went elected to go back. Now, when you watch the TV only, you think they've gone real quick, and that's why he's done that, because he's a great rider. But then you see the sectionals, they haven't gone quick at all. Still somehow almost won. Nothing in the Stewart's sure port about that. They need, like, just have one of the interns just up there in a clock, just do it by hand even. They need to have sectional times to, to police racing. Hmm. Like, this is so slow, Josh, is it not?
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, Could you believe I there
1: was don't... nothing in the Stewart's report about change of tactics here or question the ride or...?
2: Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, this, it is if questionable
1: because... If this because... was $7 out to $9, I, I would be going so firm here and so hard that we'd probably get in trouble. But yeah. But the market loved it, so it doesn't make any sense. I'm not saying anything untoward happened because I don't think it did. I think small it was a field, it fate.
2: was... Small field, it was the wide gate. Um I don't know. They must have got a map and thought there was a lot of pace in the race. Uh, but the horse shows, you know, it's performed so well sitting on pace, uh like when it won at Sandown. Um yeah, last time it settled so that far back was, you know, its its first up run this prep, which was over eleven hundred, so you can't say. Um and it's and it's even showed, you know, a bit of speed in that for but yeah, it was it was bizarre. I I don't know. I wasn't invested Ugh. in the race because I wasn't getting sucked into no commission. Um, I don't get sucked into gimmicks. Uh, but Pikey looks like he got really coffined in this on this race. He got really stuck on that rail. Another another uh, victim to the the Caulfield Coffin. But over sixteen hundred this one. Uh, but yeah, not not nothing much coming from the race from me. Uh, a weird one.
0: Okay, we'll move on to Queensland's. We'll start with race seven curls. Kiss was the favourite. Epic girl caused the upset. But you wanted to touch on what the market did in this race.
3: Yeah, just a, a little, um, little thing I've been keeping an eye on with the totes and the tote fluctuations um, or manipulations, as some might refer to. For those that follow me on Twitter, I often have a little bit of banter with uh, Josh Nelms on Twitter there regarding the, the tote manipulations. But this um, Kisikano was a horse that we discussed in the preview. Um, I said it was, a, you know, this was the right time of its prep to lay it. Look, um, they could have gone either way with a bob of the head basically finished. But Epic Girl sat outside. It really interesting one for me was this, the prices here. like, um, I don't have, Do you have the Betfair SP there in front of you? I'm looking at a, a, QO, a QOP of $16. Now, um, only two corporates SP'd 16s. The rest were 18s and 21s on the winner. Um,
0: it was $20.40, Betfair SP. The totes have paid in Victoria twelve fifty, New yep. South Wales fourteen ten, dollars eighteen ten, or whatever they're calling Queensland now.
3: Yeah, I don't count Queensland anymore. There's about... Three and six in the pool, or threepence in the pool. Um, <laughs> this, 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 um it's amazing what's going on with the, the shorteners on the TAB. Um, just seem to, it just, just seems to be a case of horses that land in the right spot shorten somehow, and horses that don't somehow their prices longer. It's just, it's it's a straight. It's one that I've been monitoring a. a a fair bit. Um, but, yeah, look, Kistikano led. Epic Girl sat outside it. Um, I sort of thought Epic Girl might put a bit of speed on, but they really did um, they really did slow up. Um, I was sort of a little bit invested in, in Shiza uh, Boss um, just from the fact that um, there could be a bit of speed on. Um, do you have a bet for SP there? I'm just looking at the flux here. It was $7 out to $9.50 on the fixed uh, as yeah. much as $11 bet fixed.
0: Yep, $15.50 was the SP.
3: Yep. Uh, Robbie Frad rode the horse, um, began like, you know, like it was going to go back and, and get covered like it's normally a racing pattern, but he's kicked it up and ensured that he was able to sit three deep midfield um, and then what widest runner. So that was um, that was all she wrote there with the tempo. I think they went slower than what I anticipated anyway, but um, she got rolled and she'll, she'll go to the paddock now and um, yeah, I don't know. hopefully. I mean, it'll come back all right, but it was a good result uh, on the lay side anyway, but not so much having something she's our uh, boss. Um, tempo was pretty steady.
0: Okay. Now, speaking of steady tempos, you also wanted to have a look at two races at the Gold Coast. Uh, one was race three and one was race six and the lead times there and how they impacted on the races. I'll give you the floor, Shane Julio.
3: Start with race three. So this is um, – I sent out in the preview when I did the did the worksheets and the prices. I was very savage on the two Tony Golan short price favourites run for glory in race four and the move in race six. Um, Georgina Cartwright was having her first first rides in Queensland and, and logged on Shane, a couple of – Shane, just be careful. Um, Josh,
1: number one ticket holder the Georgie fan club, all right? been
3: there for a long time. He would have
2: watched every ride so far up there in Queensland. He would have missed it for the fortnight. She had to isolate. I'm out there
3: watching her track work. Good time to put me on mute then, brother. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, so look, you'd have a look at that that race, that Run for Glory race. Now, um, they've gone out 15.6 lengths slower than average. Uh, now, Roy Maloney led on a David Van Dyke course here, bar Gannon Back in trip, blinkers on, he's gone too slow. Uh, Should have won the race, could have had run for glory, you know, way outside its comfort zone. So, you know, Georgina was able to just to lob outside, uh, outside the leader um, outside the leader here and just sit at its girth, basically, um, and then was just a bit brilliant for that other one. So Bargannon... Back in trip, fitness on side, 550 into 420. Uh, you know, like I said, I you know it, it, once it led uh, with the blinkers on, I thought, well, this is like this is rock hard. This is going to make this favourite work, um, and it's going to be too strong for them late. We're on Aquavit in the race. A noted leader has led at Good clips, and I just cannot catch uh, Young Huxtable at the minute. He, he leads when I think he'll go back, and he goes back when he's on the leader. Um, he's grabbed hold on Aquavit for some unknown reason and they've gone 15 lengths slower. Aquavit has self scored 17 lengths. Now, I'm just going to get into a bit of a therapy session here. Um, Aquavit's, uh, Aquavit's last uh, two runs before this, he's gone out four and a half lengths quicker, a length and a half quicker, four lengths quicker. Its last three runs. Um, Saturday it's on a it's on its home track uh, you know at the 1400 where again rock hard fit should be in front running along and, and he's gone he's grabbed hold from the jump and gone 17 lengths slower than average lead time so anyway <laughs> run for glory who I was against um, was able to was able to park at the leaders girth and yeah I, I, this is going to sound ridiculous because it's won its last four or five like completely kissed on the male genital by a fairy,
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, this prep. So congratulations to everyone involved. Um, then we'll roll across to race six. Was that in the yeah. steward's report? That the horse was kissed on a male genital by a fairy? <laughs> no, and also like they went so much slower.
2: Did it say anything uh, about like Georgie running out of pipes like at the end? Like she was really struggling to push that thing over.
3: <laughs> yeah, look, it's, No. <laughs> No. Well,
0: get in the, get in
2: the gym, no, there's George. nothing
3: in there. Um, well, what do you, I don't know, what do you say? That's just punning, Queensland edition, style, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, no, I went through that. I went through this <laughs> yesterday and there was um, nothing in there apart from um, run for glory laid in under pressure in the home straight and Palace Tycoon lost a near hind plate. <laughs> Off We go. Um, yeah, that's it. Well, there's nothing more to report. Uh, Race six. Yeah, this was um, this was the move. So this was a horse uh, that I was against. Um, another one that I was against. I just said it's not a kid's horse. And um, you know, if this horse has to get a dig to to go forward, which you'd expect it to do, it's got the best figures. Expect it to lead, but it's a massive jockey switch from note of to, to young Cartwright. Um, she led on this one and she uh, went out at 10.7 lengths faster than average, um, which I wasn't unhappy about because um, I was on the lay side. I didn't find the winner, unfortunately, which was a massive error on my behalf, uh, a Les Kelly horse when the money's on at the Gold Coast. Uh, Is normally just a matter of just clipping your ticket on the way through to collect. Um, A massive error for me there. But the the move has missed a place. It's ran fifth. Um, Like I said, it's gone out ridiculously quick and it couldn't pick its legs up late. But ran its last 600 in about, uh, you know, 13 lengths slower than average. Um, Stewards Report did mention this horse, the move, um, saying that... um, after, after pressing an amount to go forward, the gelding refused to settle, and as a result, didn't finish off as expected.
0: Did you get a suspension?
3: Three weeks, you saw. Um, no, we don't. We don't. We don't do that in Queensland because we don't have enough jockeys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you get Amy um, Vandis. What's her name? Did you go, your <laughs> mate.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, all in all, it was a pretty sort of ho hum day. I, I, um, probably the the most exciting run of the day was Zeus style in race eight. God bless it. Another massive error from me. Um, I underbet this horse. It should have been a it should have been a max bet. I sort of went a two third bet. Got a really good push out of the yard for the horse, and and the horse continued to drift, and it was close to even money at, at the jump. And um, yeah, that was just stupid on my behalf there as well. Um, made a couple of errors there at the course of the meeting. Uh, that was, well, I, I suppose it's good to, to make the mistake of, of you yeah, know, to understand the mistake anyway in, in the review. It's all it's part of the process, not just reviewing the races, but reviewing the wagering and the staking as well. And, and that was a fucking missed opportunity there. I'm sick on myself.
0: So that was the best of, best performance of the day with 52 Above on the all average benchmark, but we'll also touch on race one because you absolutely nailed that race
1: oh, on the one this first?
0: Thursday night.
1: God bless you, you and uh, and Rob kept me sort of chipping away well in front all Saturday, but I was on the phone to Peter post race one at Gold Coast. And had, like, a panic attack as I looked in one of my accounts and there was, like, heaps of cash there. And I put on a like, – on a Saturday morning at the mailbag, if you're on every product, there's a lot of bets coming through from 9 o'clock till about 9.08. And you're just kind of fucking banging them on, banging them on. And so I thought, like, you can back this up, Pete. Like, I panicked. Like, oh, shit, something's happened. Like, all my bets are rejected or my account's dead. Or, But no, a little bit tipsy, pissed Thursday night. I've whacked this horse on the live show and then whacked it again when you sent it on Saturday morning. So a complete not a fill. 750 we took Thursday. God bless you, Curly. Thank you very much. Again, backed up by really juicy day on Sunday. You hit one from one. We got some fat there at Ballarat. The cancer back. It's good. Thank you. God bless you.
3: <laughs> nice to get one right. Um Sort of didn't, the race didn't go exactly to plan, but it never does when you bet up here. But um, <laughs> I was pretty keen to lay adventuring, win in place. Um, it was 270 when we done the preview, um, ended up SPing around $5, I think. Uh, it's ran fifth, beaten six lengths, and sort of expected better than best to lead and win. But we had a little jockey change where, I'm not sure whether you guys are across Queensland, but you remember our friend, Lukey Tarrant, the... The guy that head butted Larry Cassidy when he had his helmet on that day. <laughs> he, he's got he, big tattoo. He he's got the big the tattoo. Outside. He's got the big tattoo. Second sucks on his across his chest. <laughs> um, he's done a bit of time for illicit drugs, testing positive, and things like that. Like real proper good, uh, like good jockey, but uh, really, good. <laughs> I really like him as a jock. He didn't lob sadly um, he didn't, he didn't lob Saturday day at the Gold Coast to ride, so we got the gentleman jock Ronnie Stewart. So um, that's why, rather than sort of go and cross the leader, Ronnie just let the kid come up his inside and just sat half a length in front of him uh, in the run. But we got, like, he didn't get the best ride, but he got the job done. Is uh, is where I'm going. Didn't rate all that highly. Um, just happy to take, t- happy to take the win and move on.
1: How big's the second sucks.
3: Um, it's on a par as the such is life. <laughs> <laughs> sort of um, operator over in the West there. How's he doing? Yeah. Anyway, that's... Um, yeah. That, uh, the only other thing really to report from Queensland um, to follow up was the Michael Nolan um, Dolby sting. Oh,
1: well, whatever.
3: Um, short Sarah. Short Sarah. Short Sarah. Um, Began with them and and sort of pushed up and and was uh, what about a length.
0: Race five at Dalby. Dalby.
3: It sort of got. Um, she sort of raced up and outside the leader, and then forgot to cross outside the leader. There was a length and a half back to the third horse, but she never sort of crossed down. Um, so just continued to chase the horse the whole way. So it's ended up three deep the trip. Um, uh, sort of wobbled around the corner a little bit, and then the favourite was sort of three back the fence, railed up, railed up, and then got a split and then put us away late. Horses ran well to run, to run second, but just didn't sort of go the way they anticipated and uh, the way I anticipated either, unfortunately. But anyway, we'll find another one this week.
0: All right, that's Queensland. I'm going to sum up Belmont in about two sentences. He always finally exploded and delivered on the promise with a a big best-of-the-day performance, proper 1,000-metre horse. It's an outstanding pony, that one. Celebrity queen, well-bred for the Cerise and White, has returned with a near-career-best performance first up. That horse is going to be on track for some black type. That's it. (laughs) Let's move straight along. There's only two weeks left at Belmont. It can't come quick enough. Can't wait to get back (laughs) to Ascot. Um, talking point: There was some cash matched on a horse named Very Elegant on Friday on Betfair to the tune of a, roughly twelve thousand, bit over twelve thousand. I guess it's just interesting, just given the the prices it was matched. Just gone through and and just had a look at some of those figures. Um, you know, we're talking about eight thousand one hundred forty matched at two dollars sixty, uh, very very late on the night of the nineteenth. And and then also, we're looking at $2.58, 6,000 match there as well um, on the 18th. So, yeah, just an interesting perspective because you don't often see that amount of volume traded on a Friday, um, especially if there hasn't been too many fluctuations on the fixed odds. So, I was just wondering if you guys had any uh, impressions of that. Wow. To
1: want to. To want to lay a horse for $12,000 in the highest-taxed possible way to wage up on sport and racing in Australia on a Friday looks very, very sus to me. Very sus.
0: The interesting part, it must be said, was that obviously there was a heap more traded on the day, and especially the last half hour.
1: Of the 12 grand, they've, like, say someone's done something dodgy here. They've only got 10 of that. Maybe less
0: right but like what did it what did it sp uh SP short so what was uh you know, basically it opened two dollars sixty half an hour before the the jump or there was some match at that 260 mark it's closed two dollars 28 for just under oh, four hundred thousand match so you know the, the price was there was far better shopping if you were wanting to lay it on the day but uh it just <laughs> seemed interesting that there was or someone was prepared to go a bit early there sp two dollars 32. do you
1: know what price they matched that on the friday
0: yeah, well, it was being traded at that two dollar fifty eight to two dollar sixty mark. Yeah,
1: so
3: they, they don't even care that i way over the market. Mm. Well, there was no, there was. It's not as if it's an arb opportunity either. I, like I'm just, I'm not sure whether there was a, um, like a promo oh, or something. Promo. From one, yeah. From one of the corps, but like two thirty was the highest price anywhere yeah. from Wednesday. Uh, two forty, you might have found a bit of two forty. So, what do you think? It must have. It just looks a bit weird and dodgy, if anything. Well, even if you're taking the two hundred and sixty, um, what's your commission rate? 10%, 10%. Ten percent. Ten percent. Yeah. Say five percent if you're a if you're a top level. If you have got a fifty percent discount, um, someone was, still want, was someone was still wanting to lay it.
2: I think it was, I just think it was probably just some smart operator that thought second up, not going to get a, a softer track, uh, probably just a pot, and the market went the other way. But it's just a big amount to to see that sort of a thing. And on
1: a Friday, also. And on a
2: Friday, yeah, which is weird. Interesting one. Yeah. But they they got the they got it right at the end of the day. Doesn't matter if they got it right against SP, but. Yeah,
3: it didn't ever really look a win everything. You know, I, I you put everything else aside from a and I with it. I don't want to sound like a um, conspiracy theorist, but from a wagering point of view, this shit really matters. You got one stable with four runners, and one of them has been laid for twelve thousand on a Friday. If you're not putting that in, if you're not factoring that in, you know, into your form assessment, you're not doing it right. Um, you know, yeah,
1: I agree with you, but the, the market doesn't. The market's Whack this thing into a dollar thirty uh, to two to two dollars and thirty five cents or whatever.
3: No, no, it's not always
1: right. No, but what Curl is saying, I think it's right. But
3: hmm.
1: what I would expect would happen if we saw that it got matched at two sixty on a Friday, that it's going to sp like north
3: of three. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to step on the toes of the of the Sydney review show, but. You know, from memory, I think imaging sort of snicked to get colding in, and very elegant map where it was always going to map. And you know, there's a little bit of money. There's a little bit of money right at the death um, for the winner. It's, uh, you know, it's the thing. The money, money talks. It's truth time on the fair. Anyway, but w-
0: Wallace still got the first four across the line. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, sure something some for the stable. And,
3: it's really great to see that that's great for racing, that's
0: great racing about about. all right we've got uh one question from crow uh dearest jack was interested to hear lizzie saying on the weekend that she had been waiting for Kelding's form to improve before she put it in her numbers from the yard does form improve a horse's looks sincerely crow i'll
1: put it this me way me or you
0: Well, it was was addressed to to you, but um, my favourite yard watcher on a broadcast is Jenny Chapman, Jenny from the paddock up there in Hong Kong. And the reason I love her is because if she doesn't like the way a horse looks, she comes out and says it. She often says, I don't like the way that this horse parades in general, but this is as good as this horse will look um, if a horse is you know, dancing and fat and sweaty and all those great things, she'll say it. It doesn't matter what price it is. And often her first four is reflected purely on what horses look like. She also does the foreman and will throw out her best and her long shot for the day. But I guess that seems proper yard and probably, for me, still very much the gold standard of broadcast uh, broadcasting of the mounting yard presentation. Um, so for me, no, form does not improve a horse's looks.
1: No, it doesn't, but if you understand, uh, it definitely would maybe put it in like HD Live for you, you know, if it's a nicer horse with a stronger form reference. But I I don't know, who's he talking about? Rob. I wasn't listening.
0: Good. Uh, No, Lizzie. Lizzie was saying that on the weekend. No, well, I've, never,
1: I've never listened to her. I'm not going to bag her. Definitely. And if I was on TV, I'd say heaps of things that didn't make sense. I bet you over the top journey. Um, she she nailed
2: she, know, she know, had a few winners on set. She had a she was having a ripping Saturday. But uh, I'm I also think that told you, that she's she's a good judge though of the yard. Uh, so watched, if you are following her, she's she's definitely one to go off.
1: She's not as good as Rob Scarry. She gets the mailbag to conduct you. Shouldn't no. you, By Rob's. But um True. the Rob yard's is on one bar. thing, and the betting advice is the other. So it's gotta match up with everything else. You know, you gotta like the form enough versus the price, like the price enough versus the map versus the pattern, blah blah blah. we bet. Uh, it's just another part of the puzzle.
2: Yeah, Lizzie Lizzie should probably be all all yard, because that's what she is at there. They've got their own tipsters on that network. Uh, and then they should, you know, say they should tick the boxes with that. They should say, "Hey, Lizzie's ticked it off from the yard," what and about, then put um, the form on top of it. If there were, if I was doing that sort of thing.
1: What but about not... Do, what about dot .com? Improved lens.
2: Every
1: mm. was paraded perfectly, and I was able to watch them all and gain a lot of insight throughout the day. Race seven, missed a few. Group one, Turak. Doing their usual attempt to be Channel Seven while the horses walk in the background gets about horse ten and this jockey's on him. It's just great improvement. It's a long way to go still. I don't it's frustrating and there's a lot of like good horses down the weights in in, this, in the Rupert Clark that can win the.
0: The, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Alright, horses to follow from the whole team. Uh, Curls, do you have a horse that you want to follow?
3: Um, no. Uh,
0: nope. Dickens, do you have a horse that you want to follow? And you can say no, it's okay.
1: Gaelic Sheepton. Good.
0: Josh?
2: Yeah, I'm a bit with go there. Probably Madame Rouge as well when it gets to Flemington. Probably over that.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I'm firmly in the no camp as well. Just no.
1: Just no. Uh, it's a massive week ahead, guys. We got, got to get on with it. Exactly. I've got
3: to actually. I've got to answer a question that I was sent to me. All, All right. Week. I you need to answer it. Well, I have to. Um, sometimes I get a little bit like twitchy and tweet. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I know. I know. You know what it's like. I you know, know what it's like. It's like.
1: I'm Last time, tell me.
3: <laughs> um I wasn't I'm not I wasn't Mean. I haven't been heavily involved or wasn't heavily involved at all actually in this race. Um we had one winner at the sunny coast yesterday from one bet, but um I was sort of half interested in a couple of horses in race seven and, and nearly sent it out. Um didn't. Um and this is this seems to be a really recurring thing. I like for, I said that there's a couple, there's some jocks in that race seven at the sunny coast yesterday, which are purely no bet propositions. Now, apprentices on back markers in Queensland are like, like I'm twitchy Frank um, when I see it because I want to be on them. But if they have to jockey for position, like you're dead set, may as well just take your, take your money, roll it light it and smoke it and get a massive head spin and it'd be a lot more fun. Oh,
1: yeah. don't bring that
3: up on this week's show. Um I would roll it. Uh look at yeah, so and uh, I did I did uh reply to a to a comment on that tweet inferring that it was uh Robbie fraud and it was and he's not a betting proposition for me. Um unless there's a couple of factors and I want to see money because when I see in money, I see intent. Um, and I'm not, this, I don't think this is necessarily all Queensland. I think this is everywhere. I think, you know, I think, you, I think the Sydney boys touched on it, um, you know, about jocks will take a run if it's half there in a good money race. But if there's a big race coming up next week, they're sort of keeping their powder dry to make sure they don't get a seven day suspension and shit like that. That's a real thing. And I, I I remember Brenton Abdullah was interviewed one day when he pushed the inside rail over to get an inside run in a million-dollar race, and he said pace race. I wouldn't have done it if it was a benchmark 72 on a Thursday. Um, I, I accept that mentality. I agree with that mentality. No issue. Um,
1: it's is common sense.
3: Of course it is. Um, you know, I've seen, I've seen a horse of Edmunds' called uh, Beach Break. Uh, Edmunds had two in the race a couple of Wednesdays ago. Absolutely fell off the cliff, Five fifty into $2.80 late. Robbie was three back the fence and, you know, it looked like he was riding in magic millions because he just pushed him out of the way and he was bouncing up and down and had the reins over the horse's head, um, bashing it over the line to get the job done. And then you go into a, you know, into a regular Sunday afternoon meeting and he's on a $3.30 pop and it's sort of tucked away the fence and I'll just sit here. And it happens a lot. So I suppose I'm trying to give people the, – the, uh, the guy that asked the question, uh, Joe. It's not. A, it's not, a, not. That's not me talking about a jockey, you know, having a crack at him. It's just about my mentality when I'm when I'm approaching having a bet. And if I don't see the market, if I don't see some market support for one of the, for for the ride, I'm just not coming into it. It's as simple as that. And I think he's ridden three winners out of his last 50. Um, He's ridden seven winners for the season, you know, striking at less than 10%, which, you know, for one of, your, one of Queensland's sort of supposed leading jockeys is just not good enough. Um, the other example in the race is, is what I said about apprentices getting bullied and not being able to find a spot and just getting completely lost. There is a lack of – had been a lack of apprentice jockeys in Queensland, and, and a lot of them have been promoted into provincial and metropolitan riding ranks way before they're ready. Um, and basically, if they can't sit on speed and, and allow a horse either inside it to dictate the speed or inside or outside it to dictate the speed, they're, they're hard to catch. So that was what the re- tweet was referring to. And uh, I hope that sort of answers the question to, for Joe to sort of let him know where my head's at when I'm approaching. All right. Uh, 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 week ahead, Kills. Yeah, well, we've got the Toowoomba Cup. Slash uh, Wheatwood Handicap Day on Saturday is the main metropolitan meeting in Queensland. Ooh. Um, so that's going to be a really big one for me. Um, we've got Bow Desert Tuesday, Eagle Farm Wednesday, Ipswich Thursday that we'll be dabbling in. Friday off to get set for a big Saturday, uh, the metropolitan meeting to Woomba, the provincial meeting at the Gold Coast.
0: Very good. Dickens, for yourself?
3: Um. It's, it's a really good week.
1: Cointon tomorrow. Oh. I love Cointin. Um
2: Cointon.
1: Actually was an extra there with uh, Jack Irish once. I, it. I don't know what episode it was, but I was I'm, I'm basically an actor. Um filmed it, filmed it at Cointon <laughs> and I was got to go to the races and everything. Did you get paid? Uh, yeah, I got I'm paid actor Peter. Told you this for did,
2: did you meet Guy Peace?
1: We're like we like it? nodded at each other, I felt. Who had the better beard at the time? Nice. You or guy. No, uh, the better beard was the indigenous fella. He was a, he looks like he'd be good fun too. Oh um, yeah. They're like the heavy guy on the show.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyway, um it was I? A... Cool, yeah, so Aaron so four, four Maidens there, a kind turn. Then Flemington on Wednesday, outstanding. Excited so sale Thursday. I love betting at sale. Um, probably four Maidens there to have a good look at. Valley Friday night, Caulfield Saturday. So as soon as we stop this, I'm going to start the the Flemington meeting. I've already done half the kinder of meeting. Then tomorrow
0: sale. Just can't wait. Big week. Excellent. All right. Josh, thank you as always for jumping on board. And uh, we'll let Dickens get to work.